Patrice Bergeron is once again a Selkie Trophy finalist. And Boston Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy gathered the media on Tuesday to share his thoughts on an early end to the season. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. You're Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Wednesday, May 18th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms and also on YouTube, so please do hit that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. For the foreseeable future, we're remaining at five episodes per week, so you can get your fill of Boston Bruins content. You can also follow along on social media, at Bruins on both Instagram and Twitter, and you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. You can also find some perhaps questionable hockey takes on there. Yesterday, I did tweet out that if Patrice Bergeron retires, the Bruins should absolutely explore the trade market for Brad Marchand. Not going to get into that today. Maybe I'll save that for next week when things uh cool down, the Bruins' news cycle cools down, but definitely food for thought, as evidenced by the replies that I received yesterday. First, wanted to wish David Posternak well, as he is in Finland to represent his native Czechia at the 2022 World Championship. He joins Jeremy Swayman, who's over there representing the USA. It's his fourth world championship, first since 2018. Uh, and there was a video shared this morning by the national team, him arriving there, uh, shaking hands with Thomas Hurdle, a guy who a lot of us hoped uh, would join him as a member of the Boston Bruins. He, of course, remains with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Pasternak will also get a chance perhaps to play with David Krejci, uh, which will make us all happy and sad at the same time. Yesterday, it was announced that Patrice Bergeron had been named a finalist for the 2022 Frank J. Selkie Trophy. It's given annually to the forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game as judged by the Professional Hockey Writers Association. The other finalists are reigning winner Alexander Barkov of the Florida Panthers and Elias Lindholm of the Calgary Flames. This is the 11th consecutive season in which Bergeron has been named a finalist for this award. He won it in 2012, 2014, 2015, and 2017. 
And with a fifth win, he would become the first ever player to win this award a handful of times, breaking Bob Gainey's record, which he currently also holds. Both players have won it four times. Uh, Bergeron, 25 goals, 40 assists for 65 points in 73 games this season. Just one of two players in the NHL to take 1,600 or more faceoffs. Led the NHL with 991 faceoff wins and a 61.9 faceoff win percentage. The Bruins uh, had the fourth lowest goals per game mark in the league this season, 2.66. Bergeron obviously instrumental in that. Uh, the Bruins in their release also added some fancy stats for us. He led the league in shot attempts allowed per 60. Uh, Corsi 4 percentage. Expected goals against per 60. Uh, shot share percentage. Scoring chances against per 60. High danger attempts against per 60. And shots for per 60. By pretty much all metrics, Patrice Bergeron is the best two-way center in the NHL this season. Uh, Bruce Cassidy, during his end-of-the-season media availability, said he's still a number one centerman in this league. Saw it throughout this year. He's up for the Selkie. And in Bruce Cassidy's estimation, he should win it. No disrespect to the other nominees. He's had another great year. And well deserving of the trophy. Again, it's his 11th season in a row with a Selkie Trophy finalist. Uh, He hasn't won since 2017. Alexander Barkov, Sean Couturier, Ryan O'Reilly, and Anze Kopitar, the most recent winners. Uh, Bergeron won in 2017. In 2015, with Kopitar winning again in 2016, um, only Jonathan Taves won one during the time that Bergeron took home four in six years. Um, And again, one of the better seasons of his career came this past year. Leading us to lament the fact that he's unsigned for next season. To wonder whether or not he will be back next season. Um, And that's something that we'll talk about here in a moment. Sharing Bruce Bruce Cassidy's thoughts on the matter. But first, a quick word from Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry? You can save time and money by using Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low, and they have everything you could possibly need. 
Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions for your car, truck, or minivan. Again, go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car or truck, write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Thank you again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. Free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now Patrice Bergeron's Selkie Trophy finalist announcement reminds us that he's still at the top of his game. And it would be... It's hard to overstate how big of a loss it would be if he decides not to return for a 19th season with the Boston Bruins. He's an unrestricted free agent. He said he will not play anywhere else but Boston. He's taking time to reflect, talk to his family about his next steps. Would he want to return or does he want to hang it up? 11 straight seasons as a Selkie Trophy finalist. This past season may have been his best. So you can see perhaps he wants to go out at the, I wouldn't say peak of his game, but, you know, at still at a high level. Or does he want to give it a couple more shots and... Try to get the most out of his perfect hockey physique, his perfect hockey brain even. Um, Bruce Cassidy said, when Bergeron is ready to have a conversation, I'm sure he'll reach out to who he needs to. Right now, he needs time to decompress. It's a big decision and he needs to take all the time he needs. He did acknowledge, of course, that there would be plenty of work to do should the Bruins have to fill a hole as large as the one that would be left behind by one of the team's all-time greats. It's one thing to try to fill a hole left by David Krejci by committee, and you could argue that they failed to do that. To have Krejci leave, then Bergeron leave, would put the team back several steps and that's why I mentioned perhaps exploring trading Marchand who's more advanced in his career to try to bring in some assets to build around but again that's a discussion for another time Cassidy said um, the first place you look is is there anybody internally that's ready to move up to the number one spot no, I would argue. Secondly, is there anyone in Providence that can fill in if someone else is moving up? No. Those are questions the Bruins would have to look at. But until Patrice makes the decision, that's not something they're on top of right now. Uh, they've seen it over the years. They've lost some guys from the core, and they've had to forge ahead. Uh, in terms of leadership, 
Patrice has done a great job of building the next layer. Um, should the Bruins be without Bergeron, Cassidy is confident that the leadership group would remain strong. Uh, he put Brad Marchand in Bergeron's category because of similar ages, but the Pasternak's, the McAvoy's, the Carlos, you've seen a lot of growth in their leadership skills and how they conduct themselves, and that's a credit to Patrice. Um, so they'll have to see how that plays out. But for night, right now, we don't need to speculate about what Boston's future will be until we have a decision from uh, Patrice Bergeron. On a positive note, it seems as though Bruce Cassidy has made some strides in his relationship with Jake DeBrusque. The prevailing notion was that DeBrusque uh, and Cassidy perhaps weren't on the same page. That's a reason why DeBrusque had made a trade request. But they seem to be more on the same page now. And Bruce Cassidy was pretty um, complimentary of DeBrusque's game after their exit meeting earlier this week. He said the conversation was... He thought that big picture, they all came together, had a real positive finish. Uh, Jake DeBrusque, personally, the team, teammates, organization, staff, they all made it work. But he's the player. He does the work for the most part. And Cassidy congratulated him on a great finish and a new contract. Didn't talk much about where it goes from there. But that's between him, his agents, and uh, Don Sweeney. But... He thought he did as much for that line as they did for him, which is a huge compliment to put him on a line with Bergeron, Marchand, and to consider him not just a passenger, but someone who does as much for the line as those two did for him. Cassidy said he was proud of how Jake played. Where it goes from here would be speculation on all of our parts, but it was a good finish. DeBrusque, of course, the other day said that he was going to head home to Edmonton, take some time, spend with family, and make a decision on of his own as to whether he wants to rescind the trade request, honor the two-year contract extension that was given to him, four year, oh, sorry, two years, $4 million, or if he's going to stick to his trade request and ask Don Sweeney, to move him. Um, that's his decision. And uh, we'll see where that goes. But it seems as though Cassidy. Um, was very pleased with his game. And overall thought that he. You know playing on his off wing. On the top line more than. Carried his weight. Overall. Bruce Cassidy thought the team was a contender this year. They had a start that was inconsistent, not to their standards. There's different reasons for that, like I talked about all season long. You add five players to the mix. Jeremy Swainman upgraded to a you know 1A, 1B starter. Um, there were some guys that were added at the deadline last year that hadn't experienced their first training camp. 
there was a COVID break. There was suspensions, injuries, Lindholm coming in at the deadline. Almost half of the roster turned over. Uh, so it took a while to get the pieces in place. He gave the players a ton of credit for finding their way in the second half. Had to move some pieces around, you know, posture not coming down, DeBrus going up. And he was proud of the guys for how they handled it. Um, can't overlook that Carolina was a top team all year. Came down to a game seven where they made a few more plays than the Bruins were able to do. Uh, they were down to nothing. Came back. There's some positives there to take away. Uh, but at the end of the day, if you don't get out of the first round, that's not what they want. They want to win a Stanley Cup. That's what they're here for. Cassidy remains excited about the future of the group with the core that includes Pasternak, McAvoy, Lindholm, all still approaching their primes. And he's especially eager to see how Boston's back end and goaltending continues to grow together over the coming years. Uh, it's a young group. Uh, Lindholm, McAvoy, he throws Borel in there, Grizzlick, Carlo, um, Forbort and Clifton took some steps. Uh, and this group can continue to grow together and become a more cohesive and effective unit. This Borel's an interesting case because he was playing some really good hockey at an age where he's more comfortable. A lot of good there in terms of youth. Um, and of course they remain excited about the Swayman and Olmark tandem. Uh, great second half, positive relationship that they have formed and, um, put that with overall team defense and all those things should still be there and be positives for the Bruins moving forward. Obviously, the forward group remains in question, and that Bergeron situation, you know, if he does not return, that just makes things that much more up in the air, uh, so to speak. We'll talk about what Cassidy sees the Bruins need to work on here in a moment, but first, I want you to imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. You open your eyes, you realize that you only consumed 150 calories and took in 16 grams of protein. That's what it's like to eat a birthday cake puff from Built. If you haven't tried the puffs, let me let you in on a little secret, because that's what friends do. A chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. You heard me right. Delicious flavored marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. And it's good for you. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, only 9 grams of sugar. You can make every day your birthday with Built's Birthday Cake Puffs. Go to Built.com right now to get your birthday cake puffs. They will not last, trust me. You can use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Bruce Cassidy believes there remains room for improvement in generating offense. No, duh, no shit. 
That was a huge problem for the Bruins all season long, especially at 5-on-5, and particularly on the road during the first round series against the Hurricanes. If they had connected on some early opportunities in games 1, 2, 5, and 7, could have been a different series. They didn't generate as much offense. They were able to generate a little more at home. Um, Some of that is puck luck, bad luck. But at the end of the day, Cassidy said they didn't do a good enough job on the chances they got or creating a few more along the way. Um, That's what it came down to, and that's why they couldn't get a win down in Carolina. Credit to them for playing to their strengths. Um, but they needed to have a lead so that they could play to their strengths, not letting them play to theirs. Um, He does believe that a full season of Lindholm will help generate more offense from the blue line, but he did acknowledge that the Bruins might have to consider alterations to their playing style or personnel to create greater and more consistent opportunities. Quite simply, they have to find ways to generate more goals. Um, Is the personnel in place to do that and they're just playing the wrong way? Do they sacrifice defense, which they're very good at, to to generate offense? Um, Are there some players that can give them more? They have to figure out how to get them to have that shoot-first mentality and... Perhaps um, they have to look at some other players. Who's ready to step in? Um, will Jack Stanika be ready to make the jump to the NHL level? Uh, Oscar Steen, could he perhaps contribute? Is Fabian Lysel going to be in that group? Will he have to spend some time in Providence? Or will he jump right to the NHL? Johnny Beecher signed his um, entry-level deal. You have Georgie Merkulov, who looked really good for the Providence Bruins. Mark McLaughlin showed some scoring punch. Um, They'll look internally, of course. Don Sweeney will look externally. Um, You know, hopefully there's a Bergeron decision before July 1st so that they can make a push for the best available free agents. That's something we'll take a look at here um, as we get closer to that point. But at the end of the day, they do need to make some adjustments and generate more offense. That was a huge struggle for them all season long, particularly at 5-on-5. Um... So yeah, that's what Bruce Cassidy had to say about the state of the team. Uh, Fairly positive outlook, but acknowledging their weaknesses. Uh, Today, Don Sweeney will meet with the media. So on tomorrow's podcast, we will discuss uh, what he had to say. Tomorrow, it'll be Cam Neely. Uh, So Friday, we'll we'll break that down. And uh, for those of you who may be looking at are hoping for a coaching change, bring in Barry Trotz. It looks as though he could be uh, heading to Winnipeg, where he's from, as he interviewed with the Jets uh, yesterday. Uh, he would be the 
best available head coach. Uh, Peter DeBoer is also out there, but I really don't think the Bruins will be looking to make any coaching or management moves at this point uh, unless Don Sweeney uh, decides to step away. Uh, but I do think he will be extended this summer and they'll run it back with the same group overseeing. Perhaps there'll be some changes to the assistants. I'd love to see perhaps Mark Recchi come in. He was let go by the Devils. Uh, Windsor Spitfires currently in the OHL's Western Conference Finals, coached by Mark Savard. I'd love to see him up with the Bruins. Um, but we'll see what happens in the coming uh, days and weeks. That's it for today's episode, friends. Thank you so much for taking some time to listen. I hope you're all doing well and keeping busy without Bruins hockey to watch. Um, What did we watch last night? Caught up on Better Call Saul. There's only one episode left in the uh, half season. Also watched We Own the City, which if you're a fan of The Wire, you should definitely check this show out. It's probably one of the best of 2022 so far. I want to thank you also for sending in some questions. I've been saving those for a mailbag that I'll probably do next week. And if you do have any, please send them to Locked NHL Bruins or at ENC McLaren, and I'll answer them on a future episode. That's it for today, friends. All downhill to the weekend from here. It's a long weekend coming up here in Canada. I assume Memorial Day is next weekend. I don't know. I'll have to check. But uh, podcasts will remain five days a week for the time being. So please do subscribe if you haven't already and check out the Locked On NHL podcast next uh, to get all the latest from around the league here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.